0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. A wise man's heart is at his right hand, but a fool's heart is at his left. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 2. In Jewish culture, the right hand was considered cleaner more powerful, more concise, and held a place of honor. Jesus went to sit on the right hand of God, according to Mark chapter 16, verse 19. The priests and the patriarchs blessed with their right hands. Lepers were purified by applying blood to their right appendages, and Jews always fed themselves with the right hand. Now, on the other hand, literally, The left was used for filthy, disgusting, and disgraceful acts. For example, like cleaning oneself after using the bathroom. It was considered weaker, clumsier, and dirtier. Also, in Jewish culture, the north side of the earth was considered its right side and was a place of brightness while the South was considered its left side and was a place of darkness. So with all that in mind, let us read that verse again. A wise man's heart is at his right hand, but a fool's heart is at his left. Ecclesiastes 10, verse 2. Therefore, When your heart is set on the brighter things, spiritually speaking, clean things, honorable things, and being fed spiritually, wisdom will come. However, when your heart is set on darkness, filth, unclean thoughts, spiritually dishonorable acts, jealousy, contention, strife, fear, hatred, envy, unfruitful things, then foolishness is the inevitable outcome. My dad always said it best, simple and plain. Sin makes you stupid. It causes you to make selfish and bad decisions. That will affect not only you, but those around you, sometimes for many generations. Psalms chapter 14 verse 1 tells us this. It is only the fool that has said in his heart that there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none of them that think like this, that do good. Yet in Luke chapter 6 verse 45, we read this. A good man. Out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart the mouth will speak. So if what we speak and do comes out of what is in our heart, how do we determine what goes into our heart? Well, my friend, that usually comes by what you hear and believe. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So it is very important what you allow to come into your ear and your spirit. What do you think on? What do you meditate on? What do you hear? What do you read? Do you allow the Lord to instruct and correct and teach? Proverbs chapter 1 verse 17 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But a fool despises wisdom and instruction we do not take seriously enough the things that we allow into our spirit if we really understood the way that it affects our faith we would be more discerning and more serious about what we allow people to speak around us the friends and the company that we keep The entertainment that we allow to seep into our spirit because it will come out. This is why it's so important to make sure that you spend time in prayer seeking to hear from the Lord directly because what the Holy Spirit speaks to you and even through you will affect you. It will determine your level of faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 10, starting in verse 6, that there is no need to go up into the heavens. To get a word from God or no need to go down to the depths to pull him up again. But because he has released to us his Holy Spirit that indwells us. He says in verse 8, The word of God is nigh unto thee. It is even in thine own mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Yes, the Holy Spirit will speak through the written word. He will speak to us externally through sermons and songs and all of these things that he does to confirm and reaffirm his word to us continually if we have ears to hear and if we seek. But one of the greatest ways that he speaks to us is through us. When you get in that prayer closet and you start proclaiming and professing, when you start praising, when you start thinking on these things that are good, And righteous and right, when you start preaching to yourself when nobody else is around, when you let out that sound, when you pray in the spirit and you hear it, it stirs your own faith and it gets you back on track and fixes all of the wrong things that have gotten in that others have spoken because maybe they weren't being led of the right spirit and it began to plant seeds of fear and doubt and confusion. It is so important, my friend, that you get alone with the Holy Spirit. He will renew your joy, your strength, your confidence. He will reaffirm to you the promises that God has spoken. He will cast down every vain imagination that dares exalt itself against the glory and knowledge of God that tries to tell you that God cannot accomplish what he has promised. He will set the crooked way straight. He will give you vision and hope and expectation. He will show you things to come. Jesus himself said that the Holy Spirit would do this for those who would receive him. That he would bring them into all truth and show them things. We are made ready to withstand all the wiles of the devil. Because of the equipping of the Holy Spirit, we thank God for all of the armor that he gives us, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, and the sword of the word of God. The word, when you look it up in the original Greek there, it's the Rama word, which specifically denotes the spoken word, those things that God speaks not only to us, but through us. And then the passage goes on to continue that he says, praying in the Holy Ghost, that we would be able to stand and withstand all the wiles of the devil and speak with boldness. The Holy Spirit is the very spirit of Jesus, and Jesus is the word of God, and the word has power. So open the gate and praise and rejoice. Oh, Lord, we come to you today. We enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. And we allow you to come out of our mouth that we ourselves might even hear and have our faith stirred and our confidence in who you are and who you were and in what is to come that you are victorious and that we ought to come before you rejoicing, having faith for your promises. But we don't listen to all of the fear and the doubt and the railings of the enemy. He's already defeated. He's a bully. He's a bluff. He's just trying to get you to receive the wrong seed and come into agreement with the spirit of error. Oh, not me. I give all praise, glory, and honor to my king, and I know that what he has spoken, he is able to accomplish it. There is no competition in the kingdom. We come against every lie of the enemy that would try to plant offense or envy or jealousy or contention or strife in the body of Christ. God, we thank you that you are going to do great and mighty things in the land, in our homes, in our nation. In the church of Jesus Christ, you are doing a work of purification, of reformation, of preparation for that great and mighty in time harvest that is coming. Oh, as the day grows darker, the light grows brighter. Man's darkest hour is God's hour of power, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Your great and mighty promises will endure, as will your church and your remnant. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. In Philippians chapter 4, the Holy Spirit speaks through Paul to the church of Philippi. Starting in verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderations be known unto all men, for the Lord is at hand. Therefore be anxious for nothing but in all things by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and minds through Christ. Even in times of persecution or trial or hardship, he's saying to remember to fix your eyes on Jesus. Don't listen to the boisterous waves and winds of the storm. That is stirring up around you. Fix your eyes on your source of hope and deliverance. Look at the fact that Jesus is walking on water and causing you to walk with him in the midst of it. Oh, what a greater testimony it was for Peter to step out in the midst of a storm than on the midst of a perfectly calm and glassy sea. Lord, we thank you that you allow some things to stir up to give us a better testimony that you might receive all the more glory because there's a generation that needs to see and believe. Lord, we fix our eyes on the prize of the high calling of Jesus Christ. And we are not anxious for what is happening around us. We trust your purpose, your plan, and your timing. And when we don't understand things or we need more resources, we come to you in prayer and supplication boldly before your throne of grace because of what you have afforded us. Knowing that if you paid such a high price to give us access to it, then you are more than willing to use us. So we make our requests known unto you, protection, provision for our family, purpose, understanding, revelation, whatever is needed in the situation. And knowing that you love us and will equip us and will use us and have a plan and a purpose and have not forsaken or abandoned us. It will give us peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding that will cause us to rejoice in the midst of tribulations. And that will cause others to ask us of the hope that we have so that we can tell them about our Jesus. In verse 8, he continues to say, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue in it and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen of me, Paul says, those things you do and the God of peace shall be with you. And if he is with us, then who can be against us? And does that not give us great peace and confidence? Back to our opening passage, it's very important to remember that the fruit that your life produces, that others see and receive of and reproduce, goes back to the seeds that you allowed to be planted in your heart and take root. What did you allow into your spirit? Where did you spend your time? What did you feed it? Who did you let speak into your ear and your life? Did you spend more time listening to men and possibly demons through them than to God? Oh, my friend, don't forsake the prayer closet. Don't forsake the word. Don't forsake praise and worship. Because in the presence of worship, the enemy flees. And it is in that place that you can have confidence that what you get is truly from the king. So I leave you today with this. Anything that came to you that was not birthed from a place of worship is suspect. And finally, take some time to remember God's promises. Because he is faithful and he is able. And you might need to be reminded that he is God. And he has not forgotten. Maybe you lost hope. Maybe you strayed. Maybe you went away and he's just been waiting for you to come and get back on track. To put your faith back in him. That there is nothing that we lack when we have the God of all creation within our reach. When we have his ear. When he's willing to speak to us and for us. Remember that his words are creation. What he says is that he is a creator God. What he says is he cannot lie because when he speaks he speaks into existence. So set your heart and your mind on the things that he has promised. On the good things. The pure. The strong. The right. and Don't allow yourself to Meditate on the things that the enemy speaks. You bind, you rebuke, you cast that mountain out. You resist him, and he will flee. Then You get up and you stand in the power of your Christ, knowing that the enemy is under your feet, and you are victorious, and you rejoice.